All right, guys, welcome, welcome back to Commission Reviews. Now, you know me and Stacey B. We did um, last season, and a lot of you guys really love having Stacey on here. So, of course, she is back again for season two. There, hey, Mama Do, cuz from another mother. Y'all know I've been calling her cuz for like years, so it just stuck with us. Welcome. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, yeah. She's like my sister, goofy and everything. Where she reminds me of her so much is ridiculous. All right, let's go ahead and get into the things of things. Now, this season, of course, is everything. But when, before we get to the topic, I wanted to talk about, I, I told you about the behind the scenes, about how they um, dragged Carlton, the character who plays Carlton, um, about his looks. And I didn't like that. Um, I didn't get it, where it was coming from, comparing him to the first one. Um, they're not even dragging the other character. They're dragging only him lasting. I didn't understand that. What is your take on that? Well, first of all, um, Ali Shilaton, um, he is from the eight. And ain't nobody about to drag my good man around me. First of all, this is a well-accomplished actor, um, performer, musician. He's a wonderful guy. He's of Nigerian roots. Mm -hmm. incredibly handsome, incredibly talented, and anybody who has anything to say about him are just period. I so mean, like, going to... okay, well, okay, like let's like let's make it real. Like let's make it real. So, if you come into Bel Air with the 1990s version of Fresh Prince of Bel Air, you mm, you're wrong you're walking into the wrong doors because these while they're a play on while bel-air is a play on fresh prince of bel-air on on the 90s show this is this has more grit it has more passion it's more emotion yes. it's more real time like real actions um you can't expect you know your real life activities to be solved with a happy dance like you know alfonso riviero did yes. in in the former show like you can't expect that so for any of the carlton haters they can just sat down because what we're witnessing here is someone of this age he's he's a young guy right a young man mm -hmm. being able to tap into some depths where he can act as someone who has these um these different demons that he has to fight through uh, fighting through anxiety, something that a lot of people his age, the age of Carlton that he's portraying, they can relate to. They go through this anxiety. They go through being vilified. They go through all of this. So anyone who wants to come in here like it's Candyland, Bel Air, you're in the wrong place. This okay. is an exceptional dynamic guy. I agree. Literally everything you just said. Let's move on to the episode. And he's chocolate. Stop hating Ooh. all the chocolate brothers. Okay? Baby, because I done, I done ate all my whoppers, but if I had another chocolate drop to eat, that's what I would do. Stop hating on First of all, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Come on now. Speak. I was going to say, Queen of the Beads is here, and y'all know how she get down. Okay? Period. I'm just excited to have her to myself because we just have our own thing over here. Okay, I'm just saying. That's it. I'm going to have like on here, but I just I love the thing we got going. So in the first episode, it did not disappoint. You know the good thing about, about the show. You know how you get a show in the second season, like oh my god, that first episode boring. Oh, but since the episode was pretty good, 
The one thing I love about Bella is very consistent. I like every episode is really, really good. So anyway, um, the family struggling because if you remember, um, when Jabari, I'm sorry, Will, found out about his mom and all this stuff and being upset about the dad, how Vivian and Uncle Phil, you know, was lying to him and then also talking about um, his father and all that kind of stuff. So he ended up leaving going on his own. How did you feel about like that about that as a mother? You have a we have both your boys, but the thing of it is, you know, whether your auntie, mom, whatever, because his mom was worried too. And he was just out there, man, wilding. I think I think that's so indicative of this current generation. Like they get on my last nerve. Not all of them, but some of them, like, you are not grown. Sit down. Like maybe they were lying to like sometimes. You know, you have a little kid, like a baby, and you'd be like, don't touch that hot, 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 hot. You don't say fire. You don't say exactly what it is, but you're telling them it's hot. And then the baby go and touch the hot stove with fire, and then they mad at you because you didn't say it was a fire, a gas stove that had a fire on it. Right, like, right. I was kind of agitated with Will at this point. Because it's like, boy, if you don't sit your little 16 year old self down, like, who are you to just like up and leave? You ain't do that in your mama's house when you were wildin'. So why do you think you're gonna come to Bel Air and and have this different experience and just gonna up and leave and go playing with fire? Like, then he had the nerve to be in Jazzy's house wearing out his welcome. If you remember how, okay, so. This episode was called a, a Fresh Start. So you remember, like, Jab's like, you've been here for three weeks, two days, two right. hours. Exactly. Five minutes, two seconds. And are those my socks? Like, Will, you're wearing out your wheels. Like, this tantrum, we can only go on with this tantrum for so long. Because he was being a kid. He was his way. He didn't like everything happening. He lashed out. And going to Jazz's house was an easy place to be. He didn't go home to his mom. He was mad at her. I, I get it. He was lashing out. Plus, he realized, well, trying to be, I'm going to be a man. I'm a man now. I'm a man. And you, but you don't have no money. Like, no money. Like, you're just you're trying to play basketball for some coins, and it's not working. Um, let's talk about uh, Jeffrey. It's fine ass. So, Jeffrey, um, I love, I love the way. He is like the black 007. I mean, I love it. Oh, my goodness. I love it. He was trying to look out for him, even though he wasn't at the house. Okay. Because Will has his plan and all the time trying to do the basketball game. And then, of course, getting involved with um, the scout, which is Doc. And he's also fine as mm. well. Mm, 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 mm. They get now, kids that do one school. Wait a minute. Enter Brooklyn McLean of Inglewood, California. Mm. With his little handsome self. Very. As Doc. Very, very That's handsome. All, all I'm going to say is the auntie is going to be watching, honey, because Brooklyn. Then he got the nerve to be acting the hell out of this part. Okay, this thing about it, I, I knew about him before. I know I've seen him before, and I'm just saying to myself, damn. You know what I'm saying? I forgot how fine he is. I really did. But I mean, well, let's, well, I mean let's, let's 
talk about it. So this is a guy. So enters Brooklyn McLean. Um, and if I ain't saying your name right, Mr. Brooklyn, let let me know. This is a guy who two years ago had a heart transplant. Um, he he has adopted, became the um, became the um, what you call it, the guardian of mm -hmm. his nephew, um, who's a baby, who's an infant. So let's talk about how dynamic of a man this is playing the part of a villain. Or, I mean, to Uncle Phil, he's a villain at this point, but playing playing the part of, you know, like a ball hustler, you know, a Cali ball hustler yes. who who's an AU coach, you know, one of these guys that's whatever making moves um, in the basketball world of California. Now, where, where I'm stuck at, on the introduction of Doc is when he and the other guy, and I, I failed to capture his name, um, they were in his office and he was like, you know, everybody's not what they seem. And he showed a picture of the Banks family. So I am interested to see how this is going to develop. Like, what is that? Um, what is that angle? Because you're seeing who his family is, you know, so I want to see like what's what's the end game here? Like what's his angle he's playing? Is he yeah, really sure. down, or is he trying to do some quid pro quo, like get something for something else? Uh, let's also talk about um, Carlton and Will with this. Their how they changed this season. We're seeing them close, um, mm, like brother. I love it. I love that they. You know, he's looking out for him at the school. Um, you know. They, because they have their own issues with the girlfriends and Carlton, you know, his ex girlfriend, all this stuff that's going on. Loving it, yeah. But he, to me, him and Lisa, they're friends. But I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I was talk about this episode too. Actually, I don't, I don't get too bad into it. But I'm liking to see Carlton going to the Black Student Union, you know, um, because he likes Yasmin and she's really pretty. Um, hey, yeah. but she also likes him too. She likes him too. So I like how yeah. he's trying to get him. Oh, he's opening up. And, and and just changing things because he went to the BS, we went to the meeting. Of course, they called him out, but Will was trying to say, like, look, yeah, you know, he's coming here, he's coming here with a good heart, just like give him a chance, you know, um, because he got voted class president. And Carlton felt like that they did more complaining than being active, which does happen right. commonly. Which, which, which is a yeah. which was a good point for Carlton to make because like that resonates with us watching watching the episode because it's like it's always easy to complain when you're not involved he's saying you know like y'all you 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 may think like i'm a uncle tom or a sellout but i'm involved in our actual student body government like trying to make change but i'm doing it by myself like if we didn't just sit here and complain on this end i would be more engaged here and i think that was a wake-up call for everybody in the black student association at the school yeah, and I'm glad I, I'm supportive of him. Like, I am so, like, this season, like, just seeing him and Yasmin's interactions, like, I want to see a love story develop. Because right now, you know, like, he is, last season, he was the antagonist, you know, for Will. So I do want to see, like, a softening and maturation of Carlton in a different direction. Like, I don't always want it to be, like, conflict or cocaine or anxiety. You know what I mean? Yes, yes, I agree. 
I also want to get into um, Aviv with her interview and her fellowship, which is really frustrating because she has some good ideas. And I feel like that, mm-hmm. um, uh, even though he was fine, Michael Ely, Reed did that really wrong how he treated her. Like, you got the article all about you and taking another woman's ideas, partially probably because he's mad and bitter because she won't give enough. Let's be clear. He wanted right. some of that and she didn't want to give it up. So I didn't like that. Um, that was cold blooded. Love her husband, and Uncle Phil went back to his firm and left that whole political. Which I, I don't know why they even brought that in there, but he wouldn't make a difference. They so went back to his firm. Um, his co workers, let's talk about that real quick. How about this? A firm that's actually his, he decides to go back to. Why is it that he, the people that's there with him do not want him there? He, you could tell it was so awkward that conversation. Oh, I didn't know you were coming back. Like, what that was his firm, and who, who did James think he was? And then James abruptly like just like left the meeting when Philip didn't say what he he wanted to hear. But I think that goes back to how out of touch um, Philip was with, you know, like he was so focused on running for office that the things that mattered that he actually did control at the time got away from him. Even his own company, where he's an outsider coming into his own company. That was wow. crazy to me. Like I was that like was. the audacity. I think his name was James. I think it was he wanted he wants what he has. The way he was looking at him, like, oh, I thought this was mine. And, okay. Now is, is that the guy from Good Girls, the husband from Good Girls? Um, I didn't watch that. Uh you about the, I didn't watch that show. I watched like one episode. I don't I think, remember. I think I think I the same guy on Daddy Daycare, maybe. The no, no, second I think one. Might, yes. I think you might be right. He looked familiar. I was like, where do I know him from? But I don't like, I, I got a feeling that this is going to be a problem. Him, they're going to go at it. This, they're showing, we're, we're seeing the prelude to what's going to happen because yes. the way he looked at him and talked to him, like, who are you doing here? It's like, bro, this is my place. What are you talking about? Right. Like, interaction. My, my gut is telling me attempted hostile takeover. Like, they're trying to take this from Phil. And Phil, this is. This is going to be a come to Jesus season, I think, for Philip to fight for what you already have. So um, I want to talk about Hillary, the influencer house with Kylo. Um, That is hard to watch with Ivy because she wants to control everything. This girl has a bottle. Even at her own sister's birthday party, I was like, what in the world? I didn't understand. Ivy is using Hillary um, because Hillary has these connections that, you know, last season we saw Hillary like, uh, like adoring and wanting to emulate Ivy. But now we see who's the one with the real power and the real influence. And what we see is that every chance she can get, Ivy is trying to capitalize off of Hillary's connections. I think this is going to be a huge bomb explosion. I don't know what she's going to do because she literally got out of a situation where the influencer house was ran by that man. So now where this girl you thought who's your friend is doing it and it's not working for you. So you're not, how do you say, she's not really winning in my opinion. She could have stayed doing what she was doing. What do you think? Well, let's talk about how Ivy 
totally set her up to kick the black guys out. I forgot their name, but Hillary said, "Oh, the twins." I mean, quoting Hillary, she's like, "I have to get rid of the black, the black guys, and they're crying with ugly faces." You know what I mean? Yes. So Ivy already set her up to be the bad guy, and Hillary so was as shocked to see them come in the door. Yeah, yeah, she was because she thought she took care of it. Because when you are allegedly a boss, or you're you bought the company. Um, she's she's not making any decisions. What she's actually doing is, I bought the company. Actually, uh, I'm sorry, you run it, um, Hillary, and deal with all the bad and the ugly, and I'll just deal with the easy stuff and show my my brand off and happy and all the stuff. You just deal with all the ugly stuff, and I'm like, that's not a fair trade. I think I will start my own influencer house. I'm, I haven't seen the. Of course, we don't know it. I'm not sure what you think about that, but in my opinion, I will start my own influencer house. No, I agree. That wasn't a fair trade. Like, like I said, Ivy is just concerned about building her brand. She's trying to use who she can use to be on her come up. And Hillary was looking to, to do something different, to be in control of her narrative. And now, you know, we see how she keeps bending and being walked over by Ivy, who she thought was her friend, or she thinks is right. her friend. Right. And she's not. She's just, I, I'm not going to say she's not her friend. I just think this moment she's being super selfish, probably, she probably thinks actually owes her, because I'm not asking why I was saying that. She probably thinks that Hillary owes her, because she knew that Hillary confided in her saying that the situation she, she was in is very dire, uncomfortable, and is whatever. And so she told her that in confidence, and can you help me out with benefit that I thought? But instead of just being her friend, I felt like she took advantage of it. Like, well, you know, I'm gonna buy this and then just, you know, run through her like whatever. She can do what I don't care. It's my company. She popped out about it. Was like, like you said, I can use Hillary for her connections and not tell her what I'm doing until it's too late. I bought the house. You're in it. You run it. The end. So I want to um get into Ashley, um, the birthday girl. She has a new teacher, uh, well, not well, new to us, but we didn't see the character being um, introduced until this season. Um, Mrs. Hughes, who's played by, of course, Ashley Banks. Um, she got a book, OG. she period, she got a book about the uh, the Black Panthers. And I remember when she gave her that book, I was looking like, mm, I don't know why I feel like something. It's gonna happen, and then I also like how Belair put the fact that we all remember when Ashley had her 13th birthday party, and they did it again. But the like you said, this version, this updated version, I loved it. What did you think? Yeah, I loved it. Like instead of Tevin Campbell, there was Sweetie. You know what I mean? <laughs> Girl, I was like, that's so cute to me. Sweetie's so cute too. I just love the way they they're the writers or whoever's writing it. I mean, I know who that gets their name, but they are doing a really good job because it's such a hard, this is such a hard situation. So anyway, they were on the yacht, and Will and Jazz almost missed it because here go Will once again trying to get with the dock. And the way he showed up there, it really had to humble him because Will was like, "Oh, I, you know, I could no do, I did this, not that thing by dodging who he was already." And so when right. Will. Hurry up, and he got the biggest guy there. Even Dad was like, bro, what are you doing? 
So he ended up taking it from him, but Doc was acting like he didn't want him. I think Doc knew he wanted Will the whole time. He knew his stats. He knew his school. I thought about it after I watched the show. I'm not sure how you feel about it. I feel like that Doc always was going to go after Will. It was all set up to me. I think Will was set up. Everything. Not saying Jazz did. Not saying that. I just feel like the guy that called him, it was a setup. All of it. Yeah, the what guy who he's been, clearly the guy who he's been playing with, who he's been getting that side money from, which, you know, in, in steps Jeffrey, you know, who tells Uncle Phil and Aunt Viv, hey, Will's going back to the same BS he was doing in Philly, playing mm -hmm. ball for money and this foolishness. So this is just, are we watching history repeat itself in this case? Because, you know, it's close to the same thing. I mean, it wasn't an AAU coach, but it's Phil, I mean, not Phil, Will losing his head, you know, trying to impress people on the street. I don't mean that as a, a bad thing, like saying people on the street, no, no, but no. yeah, you know what I mean. No, I get it. No, because like, because when you, just think about it, it's weird. Because Will grew up, you know, in this type of environment, but he goes and lives with his uncle, which is super preppy, super upper middle class, rich, whatever you want to say. I grew up in the middle class, you know, da da da. You, it's called, well, back then it was called like a street cred, where you want to at least say, yeah, you know, I come to prep school, but you know, I'm still a G at heart. Like, no, you're not. You have a, you have a, a vest on with a name on the collar. Your name is extensive in your under, underwear. You're not the same person. And some people who people in that position want to have that I'm so hard, street cred stuff. And Will, even in the show, I thought that was, I caught this. Will struggled with that a lot on the show we watched every week when we were younger and then even here. Because he's from the street, but you're changing now. You're you're getting accustomed to this lifestyle living with your own uncle. Your mindset is changing. And so you're changing. And right. when you, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, go ahead. But you feel these obligations. I mean, like we see this every day with some of our uh, rappers, right? We're seeing these court cases with our rappers and I'm just like correlating it to like our everyday life, right? I'm just making it make sense to, to some of our viewers. Like <clears throat> in our everyday life, we've witnessed some of these well-to-do rappers who came up out of you know, less than, less than, you know, comfortable beginnings who've made a way that made money. You think they're changing their lives. They've been given these different opportunities. And then for whatever reason, they want to revert, whether it's street cred, whatever, whether it's just the nature of the beast, like you can't get the guy out, out of, the, you can bring the boy off the streets, but you can't bring the streets out the boy. I don't know what it is. But I mean, like how many court cases right now are we witnessing with some promising guys? Like, even if we look at uh, the whole John ja Morant thing, like, let's look at how some people want to have this, this connection to uh, a certain people or a certain, you know, faction of Americans and they mess up the opportunities that they have now, you know, and, and they totally, get too comfortable and take what they have presently for granted, you know, in, in them reverting to some old habits or, um, some, some popular, you know, street popular things. You know what I mean? I do. 
um we i skipped over this i want i looked at my notes we jazz and um talking to hillary about them going public i don't know why that made me sad because i feel like jazz probably is in love with her i feel like she's in love with him too but for him he's like i want to shout out to the rooftops you my girl or whatever and i could just tell he struggled with the fact of her not wanting to go public and she's saying to avoid people being in their business or whatever. And so I wanted to see what you thought about that before we move on to continue with the birthday party. Well, I'm glad you went back to that because I think that's a weak ass excuse for Hillary because that's Hillary not in her mature space for whatever reasons, um, whether it be demographics, whatever it is that she doesn't feel comfortable publicizing this relationship. And um, you can see that what Jazz feels for her is authentic because she didn't she didn't feel away if you remember until Will confirmed. Oh, he talks about you all the time, all day, every day, and she was like, "Oh, yeah. really? He does." So mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I don't know what Hillary got has going on, but she's gonna miss out on a good thing if she keep playing. Yes. So the party was everything. Okay. Wait, you know, before we go on, okay, go ahead. Do you know that's Taraji P. Henson's godson? The Wait, character who, who? that the actor, the actor that plays jazz. Um no, I did not. Wow. I did yeah, not he, I wanna say he graduated from UCLA. Um, shout out to him. I you know, Hillary uh Coco Jones, she actually graduated in two thousand. 21 like these are like some well to do like these are some actors that like these are some hard working like they got it on their own right actors like they are passionate actors so anyway jazz jordan l jones he graduated from usc and that is taraji p henson's godson that's beautiful well like i said me me, me and a black woman content creator it it takes that and i like to hear those types of stories because it is you have a dream and you're trying to go for it, it can be rough as hell. Um, also, too, I don't want to gloss over the fact that um, Jazz, another great positive note, he was pushing, you know, his boy Will to reconcile with his uncle. And so I thought that that just shows something about his character. And even on the show, I like to go back and forth a little bit about it, but even on the show, Jazz was like this quick 30-second microwave version, annoying a little bit. But he would have those moments when he would just break, he would say something really smart to Will. In this version, we get to see the whole thing, like the, is in depth, everything you said. I'm saying it has more depth to it. I mean, it just, I just wanted to point that out. So, did you want to add anything about that before we go on to the uh, rest of the party? Nope, I think you're spot on. Okay, so the party was awesome, like I said. And like I said, Will and Jad jumped on there, da da da. So, Ashley, we talked, you, you brought up about how she had a sweetie there. and Uncle Phil did, um, you know, say he was sorry, and I like the fact that they he made it. Like, he finally acted like an adult, like this entire time. Like you know, like sometimes as a mom, I ain't sitting around waiting on my kids to apologize to me. Sometimes, as a bigger person and as the adult in the room, you gotta humble yourself and be like, "Hey, look, I'm sorry that I made you feel this way, or whatever, whatever you need to be apologetic for." Sometimes you need to teach the child, young adult, how to apologize, how to communicate their feelings. 
like Uncle Phil, like even if you look at it with Jeffrey, he's walking around like uh, with his thumb in his mouth pouting when he messed up his relationships with these people. You know what I mean? And you're waiting for these people to circle back to you and you're mad at them because they didn't heal in the time you wanted them to heal to speak to you first. No, sir, come off of it and go talk to them. I agree with so that. I'm glad, I'm glad that at all episode long, it took us all episode to get to the party to where Uncle Phil apologized to Will and told him he loved him and told him he was wrong and invited him back home. Okay, so wait a minute, hold on. Look at my um my notes here. Um the Will and Lee situation really hurt my feelings because I just, we've all been young. I've been the, you know, I was a mean girl even then, but I'm just saying I just remember being young and liking somebody, they tell you something you don't want to hear. And it seemed like she was trying to talk to him the whole time. When he finally did, he's like, Look, you know, I messed up, but I didn't talk to myself. I'm like, the what? Come on, come on, Stacey. Come on, give me, give me, come on. What you think? Chad, that was a lot. I felt bad for little mama. She didn't mess up her whole world. Right. And he's going to use the excuse talking about, and your, your pop don't like me anyway. I was like, come on, Will, really? If you really yeah, love he was, her, you would deal with that. I'm sorry, go ahead. Right. Like, this is a girl who lost her mom, who was willing to, to have be at odds with her only parent over you will like she was defending him she was going against the grain following her heart doing what she needed to do to nurture her relationship with will and let's not forget remember didn't they share like a little intimate moment last season so uh, yeah. i'm like really? and who the <laughs> hell breaks right and who breaks up with somebody at a birthday who up with somebody at a party that was like, horrible this self-centeredness about like will i gotta figure it out like i just want will to sit back and like be a person and stop always trying to figure something out like to me you know i'm a mom with you know well my my eldest is 22 but i have teenagers like it's a role for y'all it's only so much worry and stress about the world that y'all should take on. The rest yeah. of it, let me handle it. I agree. Uh, let's talk about Jazz and Ivy. Lord, there was when I first saw him dancing in the corner. I was like, uh, "What is going on?" Then I said, "I said to myself, you know what, Jazz, do you? Because she's already she's already being this. I can't tell nobody. I said that with my son." And he he came to me in a situation like that and said, Mom, I love her, but she don't want to see me in public. I swear to God. And then I saw some girl talking to him. Uh, you you single, you know that, right? So she wants to be with you in public. Go ahead and talk to her. If she don't be, can't be bothered with you, there's no way you, I want you to put yourself out there where it's like you love her so much. Allegedly, I say this. She loves you but doesn't want to be in public. I uh, know, sir. You're fine without that. I'm just saying, this is how I feel. How do you feel about that? I know you have sons, like you, have, you mentioned your son's 22. So, I mean, we we have sons over 20 and under 20. So, <laughs> oh, how are you? Know, you know, that be getting on my nerves. I can't stand him acting wrong. Girl, it's a lot. And that's some tea, too. We'll, we'll do a podcast about that one day, I swear. 
Um, oh yeah, you know, um, yeah, no, I know. Please understand that if you don't have time to watch YouTube, all my all my lives and everything that I do is um, is always downloaded the next day or so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I think Radio something. I'm sorry, I don't know the name of it, and Amazon Music and a few other sites. You can type in Community Reviews Podcast and follow any of that so you don't miss anything. Um, and Stacey B, I would love to do a podcast with her, like, mom's just ranting, like, an actual on my podcast. And um, it would be everything. We have so many things we can talk about, like, boys, for instance. They've been driving me crazy. And I don't care if they hear this. Um, Girl, you're driving me crazy. I've been having a mute every two seconds. I'm sorry if it sounded like I wasn't paying attention at any time because they no, keep interrupting me. Oh Jesus. Jesus. So so <laughs> um the with Jazz and Ivy. What what do you um and then also she says I love you after that. I would feel a way if that was my son or a friend of mine or whatever. Like what do you So think? like you don't you don't love me until some other girl is expressing interest in me. That's how I felt. I was like, girl. Like you literally at the earlier in the episode, you told Ivy he wasn't dating anybody. You don't know what he got going on. And now suddenly I'm his woman. But I was like, I mean, y'all cute together or whatever anyway. <laughs> well, well, so like well, you and I you are not friends. You are not friends. Y'all are associates, Hillary. Uh, Hillary gonna have her feelings hurt real bad. I, I, I think I, I think it. me too. I feel it. Um, so her and Jazz are now official. Okay, uh, we'll move back to the crib finally after being having a tantrum, tantrum for whatever how long. Um, then all of a sudden, Doc calls him, and he says he'll he'll be uh go come check him out playing basketball, and he's all hyper so excited. But the thing about it, like you said at the very end of the episode. We seeing Doc and wonder why he has the interest and it's showing him look at the picture of Uncle Phil and everything. Like what what is up with that? You know what I'm saying? What's what's the tea with that? Why is he looking at his picture? And that's just odd to me. And I didn't like that. Like I felt like this whole thing was a set of wheels and went back home. And I'm gonna say something, you talk about rappers, and you understand how I'm tying this together. When you elevate, don't go backwards. You can support and do all kind of things without being home. So many rappers, even in Texas, that the one that got shot in Dallas recently, I, I hate to use that word, I'm supposed to use that word, but you know what I'm saying? You go back home, why? You can support from afar. Move your mama out if you have to, so you ain't got to just be going back home. Will went back home and started doing all this stuff he used to do back in the day, and he didn't introduce an element from that, now I don't care who says says whatever, into their lives. We're thinking, oh, he came back home, we're happy, everything's peachy. No, it's not. Because of his actions, he didn't brought Doc into the picture. Because I feel, I really believe that Doc has been following the whole time. You heard what he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Tim, by him. You were right. So something is up with that. I don't know if it's a cash cow to end these kids. I don't know what it is. And the fact that he looked at Uncle Phil's picture, Either he knows him or they have a past or something. What do you think? That or or that rich family, like he pulled pulled up 
like an election, like an official photo about him. Like that shit, that wasn't just lying around. You know what I mean? And right. Uncle Phil had already been out of the race. So where where did that conveniently come from? You had already been re researching the ops. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like you know this is. And 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 I also think that his his niece Jackie, I'm looking at her sideways too. Mm. Well, okay, we're gonna we're gonna get into episode. We're, we're doing episode one, episode two. So you we can go there with that part as far as the niece. So I I'm not gonna say because I went back and forth about this. I'm like, okay, so so are we saying that? She's setting this situation up to maybe he, it, it, whoever she is, that he uses her to well, date the guy. like, like you yeah. know, bait the guys and bring them in because she's beautiful. What do you think? So, so how did Doc know? I mean, later on in episode two, how did Doc know that Will would be on the dance floor with Jackie at that exact moment to walk up behind him? She stops dancing. Oh, that's my uncle. And I feel like, just brought on the topic of her, and we'll go back to the beginning of episode two, that she's like the temptress. And I say that, because mm -hmm. I, I know she's a young lady, but look at where he's going. He is already not even trying to talk to the girl that he just, he was so in love with when he first came to Bel Air. And she's turning her whole life around for him and just kind of dropped her off. He got some new candy dang on his face, and we all grinding on the dance floor. I know you guys comment about that. I mean, because that's where I looked at it. I know, because she was grinding like she from the dirty south, baby. Because when he was like, Let me this is how out. we do it in Philly. And then she was like, mm. And then she started grinding. I said, oh, baby, you from, oh, you from down south? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you, but like I said, so you do agree about that she is Her like, Yes. Oh, absolutely, because you wasn't trying to figure out life and break up with Lisa before you met her. And I just, I feel like he did that because of her. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's why I don't feel saying? guilty. Yeah, that's so he doesn't feel guilty for talking to her. And, I mean, truth be told, Jackie been talking to him on the phone for how long and she never disclosed the fact that that was her uncle? And she knew he was interested in in that man. Yeah, I agree with that too. It, I it feel like it's something we've seen before in maybe like a different scenario. Somebody was related to somebody. I don't know if it was on the show or what it was like on the original Fresh Prince. But I felt like when I was watching the scene, it was ringing a bell. Like, oh, I didn't know that was your uncle. Oh, I didn't know that was your niece. Oh, I didn't know that was your daughter. Like it, it, it was just ringing a strange bell to me. I'm okay. so glad. But as Doc enters the scene, I'm so glad that Jeffrey has reemerged. I don't know if you want to uh, go into this as well. He and Uncle Phil had a conversation, um, and Jeffrey comes yeah. back home. But I'm so happy that. Jeffrey is back to add that investigative balance. Yes, yes, I was happy to see. He's a, he's like the best because this is the thing. He is like the uncle 
because he, he to me the relationship remind me of two brothers, right? The two of them, and so he's the uncle. These his nieces and nephews. But he's also I would not say a butler. He makes sure that everything in the house is organized, including the parents. Everything's organized. You got two minutes. He has to count down his watch. Everything he knows. Everything to the team. They got to do. They're on them. Like if their parents are clueless or lost, whatever. He's like, look, I saw you out there uh, talking to that dude. You know, you know what that dude does. You know, because he, he has connections, and I love it. Like, I want them one day to really get into his character. Like, all these connections that he has. He's like, I told you, a black 007. I want them to kind of show more of a, not a whole day, but like when he leaves from there, what does he do? What? How does he know these things? What is his phone calls like whenever uh, whenever uh, Uncle Phil says, look, look into this real quick for me, and he walks off. I want to see that process. What do you think? Right. I do want to see, like, what's up? I definitely do want to see how Jeffrey knows everything. Like, how are you this all-knowing freaking Jeffrey? Like, what kind of mob ties does he really have? Because if we remember in season one, he knew, like, people were coming for Phil, uh, coming for uh, Will. He knew, hell, he knew they were coming for Phil. He knew everything. Like... And that goes back to Uncle Phil. If there's ever a time to put your pride aside, put your pride aside for a Jeffrey. Huh. Yeah. Talking about who gonna humble themselves real quick for a friend like him, because he has your back. And what we're seeing, and what we're seeing is the sacrifices that Jeffrey made to be his friend. Mm. Yeah. You know, he doesn't have relationships with his own son. And I hope we can get into that. The, the comments that he said to him about that was hurtful. Like, he put himself, like you said, that really bothered him, and I understood why. Um, let the other part of episode two, Carlton talks to his parents about lowering the doses of the anxiety medication. In my opinion, I was afraid for them to do that because we saw how he kind of spiraled out of control uh, last season. What do you think about it? Well, I can understand, like, when you're on such a high dose of medication, it does have, like, after effects. So I can understand him wanting to feel normal or feel like himself or have some control in his life. He's like, listen, my grades are suffering. I can't sleep. Like, and I think that's real. I think that that, again, that's an important conversation to have. Uh which goes back to what we talked about at the beginning of the show, like with all the Carlton haters, like this young man is confronting a lot of issues that we have, you know, with our youth in everyday life, like, you know, prescription dosages, like how it affects people, how it makes them feel, how it makes them feel outside of their norm. I'm just happy that, you know, his parents were receptive enough to listen to him. You know, I was definitely looking at the club scene really hard I watched it twice to make sure like to kind of check to see if he was gonna slip back and take something or sniff some yes. whatever yes. I was watching too I was very afraid but you know what I wonder do you feel like when he came in, when he checked on him he said you're okay didn't it seem like he was on something no I, I hate to, I'm just being honest I thought I watched that clip twice I mean that scene and when he was dancing and grinding he went back over there and he was like, you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I was like, oh my God, what is going on? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, I think I felt like, I did feel like he was just like a little 
super active. Like, yeah, he was like on a, hey, hey, yeah, huh, huh. Right. And he's not normally like that. I mean, I get loosened yeah. up or whatever, but yeah, he's something was, anyway, I don't know. But that's why I said with the whole anxiety thing, I, I don't know the effects of this. Like you said, there's side effects. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. So, um, the, the I'm sorry, they get the Black Student was a, a founder award or whatever, and um, they, the BSU rally because Miss Hughes, who gets terminated. Now, I really want you and I to talk about this because for a lot of reasons. So, she is one of the few, as they stated, Black teachers in that facility. Let's start there. So they were giving her problems, and Ashley was watching, of course, the other Ashley, um, getting chastised, obviously, by the faculty uh, or whatever, the principals, whoever it is, um, because, of fact, she's showing Black authors, uh, to. And I even saw that little white child. I'm going to say it. I'm sorry who don't like it. She going a little mini Karen. She's going to stare at Mrs. Hughes when she handed Ashley a book. How dare she bond with that Black girl? Oh, it's another black book. I can't relate. She went and told somebody about that. The next day, they him and her up in the office gonna close the door. But I mean, but why? If I saw somebody giving, if I as a student ever mm -hmm. saw somebody giving giving somebody a book, if I as a business owner, as a human being, like as an adult, ever saw someone meeting after class, doing something. Like, how does that interrupt the curriculum? Because that's what her mom tried to blame it on. Like, oh, we asked her not to give instruction outside of the curriculum. Right. Well, you know, like, as a student, like, several times I asked my Black teachers, hey, is there more? Is there another book that you'd recommend? Hell, I asked Whoa. that to this day. Like, are you crazy? Like, you can't penalize her for for given what her students are asking her to do and and what are you mad about that she's empowering um the black kids that's around your child to be to be more informed to be more productive to be more independent like what are you mad about if a child is really interested in growth is that and they're going to their teacher and the teacher is is in a position to to help them get to that next level. What is really the problem other than these are little black kids or Hispanic kids asking for this assistance? I'm sure if her daughter went to Miss Hughes after class and asked her for, you know, a book to read, if she was yes. that interested in growth, I'm sure Miss Hughes would have recommended something applicable to her as well. I, I agree. I, I can remember when and I was in school. Was messy and it was trifling. <laughs> And you wanna and you wanna hold her accountable to some to like you know like in in politics we call it like the Mickey Mouse like you wanna you wanna hold them accountable to some invisible red tape like you know like laws that don't really yeah, I get it nobody mm -hmm. you know like in Mississippi in in like um, Natch was it Natchez Mississippi I'm not sure if it's changed now but I remember years ago. Like it was still against the law to like chew gum and walk on the sidewalk, or spit on the sidewalk. Things that, you know, like black wow. folks were unfairly uh, prosecuted for back yes. in the day. You know? So I feel like these parents were trying to hold her 
to some invisible rules that they don't hold a, a, anyone a, a, else a code, to. A code of honor she don't know anything about, all this kind of crazy stuff. Well, uh, well, well, no, but it's something that's like not really, it's not even relevant. Like, she, we told not, her not to give instruction outside of the curriculum, but she's not instructing the class outside of the curriculum. Ashley is going to her, asking her for more. Like, as a kid, that, I would feel guilty was jealous if I had I, but see, I feel like Stacey, I'm gonna say something. I feel like the student was jealous, okay? She didn't understand. Oh, yeah, instead, of, instead of asking the questions like, what is that? I'm interested, can I get a book? Maybe do it that way. When I was in school, I didn't have any black teachers. I was in the you know, predominantly white classes and so were the teachers. Um, and there was one teacher who I thought was white this entire time. I was working, I mean, at the school, kind of found out she was from New Orleans and she was mulatto, so she was really light, she had red hair. And glasses. And I'll never forget it because I was in the classroom. It was Black History Month, and I was not Black History Month. I was going off about how small um, it wasn't a book about us, about being black or whatever. And, I, and people in the class was giving me crap, and I was the only one black in there. So I was standing up for myself and going back and forth. So the teacher thought I was like being like too much. And then instead of her dealing with it as a teacher, she sent me to the counselor. And then I thought she just sent me to a regular counselor, the principal or whatever. But then she said she started talking. And his new owner's accent came out, and she said, it's the reason why they sent they sent you to me, mama. And then she started to tell me, and I started told her, I said, I know you were black. I started told her that. It was so funny. But I said all that to say that black children do need that in um, the schools, all these things, because, yes, teachers are supposed to be able to teach all the students they should be able to. But, you know, there's times where something is about us, and that Miss Karen or Miss Debbie is not going to understand, but I bet Mr. Johnson going to understand. You know what I'm saying? Well, the, so. the other thing is, wasn't that same child, the little girl that was like, well, what if I, you know, I object to the entire book and I don't agree with it and blah, blah, blah. And, and Miss um, Hughes told her, well, oh, we'll pick a paragraph and write, you know, why is, you know, not valid to you or whatever. I think that because she's a, a black teacher at this school mm -hmm. that has expectations for all of her students, I feel like in this case, you know how like all too often black people get accused of playing the black card? I think this is like the reverse black card. Like because this is a teacher who wants all of their students to elevate and be accountable and have this holistic worldly view of things. Like you don't want to do work, little Cindy Lou. So <laughs> all mad. Not Cindy Lou. Yeah, I brought Cindy Lou back. Yes. Okay. So the teacher got fired and the kids were pretty pissed off about it. And um and why she got fired was the parents they had a little the little meeting and found out what was going on. Um, but you know, and even with the idea of the walkout that Will had, Carlton gets pulled to the side by the teacher and was like, oh. Look, oh, I you, thought that was profound. You thought what? I thought that was I thought that was really profound. Go ahead and why? say what you're saying, girl. Well, what I was gonna say was I was going back and forth. When she pulled him to the side, I was like, look, uh, I know what you're trying to do. I get it. But down the line, you may regret it. It may hinder you and whatever your career path is. Da, da, da. And I thought about it and I said, she's probably telling the truth. It's no, a 50 no, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is this. She may have 
some blocks because of it, but it won't stop him from where he's going. He may have some people that might try to do whatever, but that's going to happen anyway because he's black. So for me, I would still recommend them. I'm going to fight for you. I'm going to be with you. Do what I got to do because they can't stop the, you know, and also his dad has power too. So it's just, for me, it's like, because people in that position like that, she is in line where it's like, they'll try to stop him from making it is what I'm trying to say. But go ahead. See, I didn't, I didn't get that from it because I felt like she's a contrarian. Like from the entire scene, she was in the little corner when Will was talking about a, was. a walkout and, mm -hmm. and a blackout. She was over there looking contrary and, and like objecting mentally, like nonverbally okay. to everything. And so mm -hmm. I felt like if you notice how Carlton handled her, he handled her like, I'm just going to pacify her and say what she wants me to say, but it's not going to stop me from feeling how I feel. Like she was trying to scare him into scare him and discourage him from doing the walkout or, or pushing this narrative, like pushing this agenda, right? She is one of those people who is black in her presence at the school is black in skin only. Like mm. she is just a statistic there. And that's what I got from that scene. So you said you don't agree with what I, I, I don't know. I just, I, just, no, I don't no, know. I'm saying I, I don't agree that, that she was actually looking out for Carlton. Oh, I, I think, think that she just, well, okay. I think that she's just been, it. yeah, I just think that she is, she is, she is the opposite of Aunt Viv. And, you know, if we remember what Aunt Viv was talking about, she was talking about you got to shake up the system, you got to challenge the system. The, the sponsor, the teacher sponsor of the Black Student Association, she is not one of those to challenge the status quo. That is not her. She's one of those go along to get along. And she was trying to discourage and scare Carlton into... Uh-oh. Well, we lost Stacy. Um, I don't know if there was let's see if she has come back. Anything left. Yeah. Um, so Hillary ends up driving um Jazz's car. She asked him to actually use it. And it took a minute because he loves that car. I mean, it was just It was just a mess with him using it, and then Ivy ended up being the one driving it. It was just a hot mess to me. Um, we did cover Jeffrey um, finally coming back to the crib and taking over and doing what he has to do. Um, Phil and Jeffrey do have the conversation we all been waiting for this entire time. Talking about his son. And how he was triggered. I'm trying to see, is that? Viv is trying to meet with Reed, but he is ignoring her. And then all of a sudden, the gallery owner, they canceled a meeting with her at the last second. Viv left this message that she was no longer working with him. 
with his assistant. I feel like that Reed is actually hating on Aunt Viv and that all this stuff, well, he's mad that, she's bitter that she didn't give him any. She didn't want to have nothing to do with him. That's one. The other part of it is she, he's, he's, a, he's, on, like, he's just a bitter guy. That's just, he's period. I mean, he's horrible. So anyway, y'all, we're going to end this. Uh, my girl dipped out. Her computer probably overheated. She, we, both, we, we both been on live, y'all. If y'all miss Ready to Love, live, that was everything. I mean, Ready to Love, Lord have mercy. Uh, love Mary DC <clears throat> panel that we did. That was really good. So me and Stacey are back for season two. Like I said, for Bel Air, that was the first episode and second episode. We'll be back again uh, next week. I'm going to try to get an intro created. Um, again, guys, this is the queen of reality TV. If you want to donate, here is my cash app. Um, and also follow me on Twitter. Um, please, I'm still, I, I kind of stepped back and put it a little bit, but I need you guys to come over there and follow me, um, so I can get, I'll be more active again. Hit me up on Twitter, and y'all follow me on YouTube as well, and Facebook, find me on there, and find my groups. Um, until next time, guys, let me see. Uh, if I could just get ready to close the door, and I can't find it, we're going to end it this way instead, since it's tripping. Y'all know y'all at work watching me. Y'all better hurry up, hit that like button, subscribe before uh, your boss come around the corner. Hey, girl.